Oh it's Ben Sussman! Yes! Yes! That was such a good interview. Boy, my friend Ray can talk, can he? Yes, he can. <laughs> I'm so glad that you knew I wasn't being late oh, on purpose. No, 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 honey. And I just, you know, I didn't really know what to do, so um, because I've never done this before. But now I know what to do. This is your first. It's my first. Yes! My first. Awesome! How are you, Quincy? Well, thank you. I am so thrilled that I get to look at that, look at that, y'all. Y'all in the comments, look behind her. Look at the oh. album in the back. What is that, Beth? That's, like That's the bodyguard? Time, uh, I Will Always Love You with the gold record. Oh my gosh. That is so gorgeous. Look at that. Yeah. Biggest selling soundtrack yeah. ever. That, and that's the only, and it, all the years that I played with Vinny, that's the only record I ever played on. Are you serious? Only I ever played on. But, but who, it's the biggest one. Oh, okay. I pick and choose. I pick and choose well. <laughs> yes. If you're going to do one, you might let's as well make do that one. The biggest selling record of all time. Yes. Let's, yes, I, let's make history, Beth, because that's, because that's what you do. That's what you do. I mean, You've been playing since you were four years old. I mean, come on, lady. Like, yeah. And, and then I'm they're just not too worn for the you know worn out. They still work pretty good. No, I, I'm just listen. I am so thrilled. Like, I have a quick I have a quick bet story. My first concert at 16. Um, I went. It was in Chan uh, Bloomington, Illinois. You guys were on the I'm Your Baby Tonight tour. Oh, okay. And and I got a. Uh, you know the tour books and as soon as i opened the tour book i memorized all of you guys's names and positions obsessed, got obsessed there early. early obsessed 16 obsessed yes got there early thought i had front row seats mistaken um but during that time you were out there playing and because i looked and saw your name in the book you was my immediate friend because you played for whitney so i was like bet and you turned around like who in the heck is calling my oh, really? name when um yes and when you turned around that's all a 16 year old needed that's all we were you were my friend in my head i'm after so that. That glad was it. i'm so happy <laughs> you turned around you had a pleasant look on your face that's all i needed we were friends in my head from that well, point here on are. here we, we are. are here we are thank you so much for um agreeing to celebrate whitney on her um heavenly birthday she would have been 58 today and i I really want to really just listen. Like, I don't really want to talk. I just want to listen because you met Whitney. I mean, you worked with Sissy. Then that, you worked with fun. Whitney. Show sure now. I'm going to show you a really classic, classic picture. I don't know if you've ever seen this. <gasps> no, I know that. Look how beautiful. Wait, Sissy was, Sissy was, this was like at the beginning of all the, you know, MTV, VH1, you know, this was back in the 80s. And um, Sissy was asked to be a guest, a guest uh, host on VH1 something. I saw that. And, and Nip yes! up and sang and, and I had 102 fever that night. I was so sick, but it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, that video can be found. I've seen it. I don't. I wouldn't know where. It's you know. It's the quality of it is you know is horrible. But yeah, but it's, it's I think it's on YouTube. I've seen it. No, yeah. I've seen it. 
I love that. I didn't know that, that you had such a beautiful picture from that day. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Beautiful picture. So tell me what, what it was like working with Sissy and then how did you get introduced to working with Whitney? Well, Sissy was, um, she was an incredible singer. You know, she was, I mean, to me, Sissy is, if you ever, you ever go back and go down that rabbit hole on YouTube and find old videos of Sissy singing. I mean, she was yeah. the bomb. She was incredible. And um, I learned so much from Sissy. I mean, I, I remember, you know, I remember going to see Sissy and, um, at the funeral, walking over to her and talking to her. And I hadn't seen her in a while. Um, cause I, you know, we were like, you know, well, Ray was out before I was, I was there till 19, till 99. So I was there from 88 oh, wow. to 99, but you know, Whitney was there and I mean, Sissy was there and I went over and I said, you know, I don't even know if you know this, but you were one of my great teachers in my life. Um, you know, I learned so much about first about playing with singers. Um, about choosing songs, like Sissy had the ability to choose incredible songs. I mean, I'd walk in there and she would be like coming at me with like, she'd come over and she'd go, I want to try this Neil Sedaka tune or this Neil Diamond tune. And I'm like, don't you know any black folk? You know? <laughs> don't you got any black friends? Be black Anyway, but I, you know, that's, but that taught me such an amazing lesson because she was able to, she was the greatest interpreter of a song that I've ever worked with, you know, along with Whitney. Whitney was amazing, amazing. Um, but Sissy was, you know, she was the queen. She was the queen and, and she, uh, so I learned that, I learned that from her and, you know, and Sissy and Gary sang backups with us in our band for a while. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was where the hilarity first began between Sissy and my, Whitney and myself and Gary. Um, you know, I mean, I, we got to be friends and Whitney would come over and we'd hang out. Whitney and Robin would come over and, and we'd hang out and, and then we'd go on the gig and we just laugh like fools and, um, literally laugh like fools. And I oh, believe yeah. you. Oh yeah. She was, she was one of the funniest people I knew. So anyway, so after, you know, I was playing with Sissy and we were, we were working a lot, you know, in New York. And, um, I mean, I was playing the night that the night that Whitney became Whitney was the Sissy gig where Sissy told her, um, I, I'm sure you saw the Whitney movie. This is one of the stories that I told. And, um, and funny enough, you know, they kept uh, juxtaposing my interview with an interview that Whitney had done on The Tonight Show, I think, talking about the very same thing where- It's the same right, story. Where, where yep. Sissy, you know, Sissy calls her, you know, we're, we're playing at McKell's, the great McKell's. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it was, a source of tremendous R&B and jazz, and, you know, a, a great club up here, which I live now, at, at the time I lived a block away from, now I live three blocks away from, and it's a, it's a Whole Foods now, God bless it. But, um, <laughs> but she, uh, Whitney, as Sissy called her, you know, and for those who out there who maybe didn't see the film, doesn't, don't know the story, Sissy uh, had told Whitney that, you know, she had a drip, you know, it's like, I, I've got a drip. You know, and um, I, I don't think I can sing tonight. So would you go and do my show? And Sissy was, Whitney was like, of course. And it was so adorable because not only did she come and sing her show, blow the roof off, she blew the roof off the house. That is to me, that was the night that Whitney became Whitney because that place was packed, packed to the rafters. Mm. And she was incredible, but it was so adorable because 
she did all of Sissy's raps as well. Like, you know, thanks for thanks for sharing your evening with Whitney. And it's just like exactly like like she would take all the intros that Whitney, Sissy would do and she would do them. And it, it was this it was literally like the same exact show, only, you know, only she wasn't Whitney wasn't singing backups. But um, it was it was a that was uh, that was when Whitney became Whitney. And soon after. It, well, I guess after John, I don't remember the year. I guess it was in 1987 when when John Simmons had passed. I remember going to see their yeah. show in the round at Madison Square Garden, and John passed away. And um, Whitney mm -hmm. called me and she said, "I, you know, I haven't wanted to take you away from mommy, but I need you, girl. You know, I need you. It's, it's time now." I went. It would be my pleasure and my honor to to go out there with you. And, yes. And now, what was the what was the transformation from seeing her basically I mean imitate her mother's show but still be herself but basically patent it after her mother to you seeing her become her own it was person. I mean she listen that girl learned everything from her mom sissy was her teacher from day one I mean, she taught her, and Sissy and Whitney used to do her shows a, a lot. Like the, her rapping was a lot like her mom's, you know, her intro mm -hmm. to songs, and you know how she used to speak of herself in the third person, you know, which she did a lot, you know, and so did Sissy. Oh, you came to see Sissy tonight. It's like <laughs> it was always something. I just, I it was always kind of blew my mind. It's like, hello, you're here. <laughs> You're here telling the story. Yeah, but that was, but pretty much, I mean, Whitney was, I mean, it was a, it was obviously a grander scale. You know, I played in mostly clubs with Sissy, you know, mostly nightclubs. Um, you know, New York, we would play Chicago. We, you know, we played near, you know, near where the Drinkard family out in, uh, I forgot where that, what town in Illinois that was, but it was, out of Chicago, and we did a few gigs out there, you know, as you know, she was a drinker, which the way they were, they were, a, you know, kind of a well known group mm -hmm. back then. And um, yeah, but we mostly played clubs, I guess maybe a few theaters, but mostly clubs. So with Whitney, I mean, in the very beginning, before, before she went on tour with John, you know, she, you know, asked me, she and Gene, her manager, I'm sure you remember him, he's passed now. Yes. But um, God, he loved yes. her so much. But you know, I didn't know he passed away. Oh, yeah, he though. passed. Rest in peace. He passed a few years back. Um, but you know, he brought me in. He, you know, to music direct some of her shows before she went and ended up going out on tour. So we might have played a couple of bigger places. But um, yeah, it was just uh, it was just it was just on a grander scale. You know, she was very mm -hmm. very intimate. You know, she, yes. she was very intimate. Um, Yes. Even like, even when we're, you know, we're playing for 70,000 people, it was, she was still, she tried to keep it an intimate show. However, you know, it was, it was a huge production, you know, massive, massive production, <laughs> right. but you know, some people can, can take a massive production and turn it into an intimate moment, you know, like when she sings Absolutely. a ballad, I mean, maybe when she's doing so emotional, it's not, it's not like a, uh, you know, uh, I forgot what I said. Um, an intimate moment because it was a bigger production. It was dancing. Ray came down, yeah. and by the way, that was one of my favorite tunes. 
so emotional. What? So emotional. So, oh, I, uh, man, I, bet. I'm telling you, I used to, because, you know, a lot of Black artists weren't being played on MTV back then, but Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson, they broke that barrier. So, with the So Emotional song, it came on like every three, four hours, and I was glued to, until I realized, oh, I can record it. And I knew, I knew the <laughs> but guy I would who, just who wait. Uh, choreographed that. His name was Ed Love. And uh, he was an old, he was a good friend of mine from New York. He's passed a long time ago, but um, yeah, he choreographed that. But, you know, Ray, you know, Ray was my, he was my boy. You know, Ray on the road, we, you know, we hung a lot on the road. That. Yeah, he said, he said, I don't want to, he's like, I don't want to just give her a kiss. I want to be around that. Like he, I know we you. talk, we, I we, you know, we talk each we online all the time, and we're like, what is what we have? What is going on? We have to see each other. I mean, I remember, you know, we have a mutual, we have a mutual friend out there, somebody who played with plays that he played with. That's a good friend of mine, um, Marilyn Scott is her name. I don't know if you know she is. She's a great singer and writer. But um, we went to see Ray. I remember going to see him at like Spagatini's or something out, out west and uh, man, that guy is fire. He's fire, he's just, yes. you know, he's got it all. He's funny, he plays his ass off. He's got incredible stage presence. Anyway, so Ray was my boy, we, we hung a lot. I, I love that. What what would you say the chemistry and dynamic of the, of the band from where you saw it was like on the road with Whitney? Hmm. Uh, well, it was a, it was an unbelievable band. It was an incredible band, yeah. and um, you know, Ricky did a fantastic job. Um, there were a few there were a few moments when I felt a little bit um, on the outside. Mm. A few times, you know, um, I, I was wow. outside the boys' club, but um, okay. I won't elaborate on that because it's not it's not important. It's not important because, you know, what was important really was, you know, I made amazing friendships. I mean, I'm still friends with Wayne. I mean, what a knucklehead. <laughs> I got a chance to interview him too. It was so awesome. To oh, hear I would love to see that. Um, is it somewhere that I can see it? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send the okay, link to Okay, great, you. great, great. I'd love to see it. And also, it, Ricky, if you have that, I'd love to see him. Anyway, um, the dynamic of the band was great. You know, we hung. Um, I, I tended to. I'm kind of a like check in, check in the hotel, and go. You know, I'm like, I wanted. I want to experience the culture. I want to go to different restaurants, and you know, I was lucky. I was really lucky that um, you know, Roland. We were we were using Roland gear. We were kind of, you know, Roland was supplying our stuff. They were kind of our sponsor. But they mm -hmm. don't give at that time, which was which was you know eighties. They don't give. I think mm -hmm. we went to yeah. The, our first tour was in Japan, and they don't give away keyboards. You know they don't give anything. No, I couldn't get a I couldn't get a keyboard. You know I might have gotten a little discount, but wow. I couldn't get a keyboard. But the guy who was the uh, the music guy uh, for uh, Roland took me on a culinary tour of Japan. Which was which was nice. amazing, you know, and I, I think I, I was a little bit more outgoing as far as getting out and, and really getting into this, the back streets and the and the and the culture and uh, I'm not really like a I'm not like a, a hard rock kind of kind of girl. And there was a lot of 
hard rock swag going around. I think that a lot of people feel a little bit safer. Some people feel a little safer eating in restaurants that they associate with on the road. And, you know, I mm -hmm. ended up, you know, I ended up off somewhere eating, eating, eating <laughs> you know, with Tony Bullock, eating uh, Korean barbecue or something. Uh, did you ever get to talk to Tony Bullock? No, but I when you said his name, I just remember um, the special uh, or the ABC special when he's like, this is Tony Bullock. And he's talking about the Domino's pizza and just where you guys were at all these different places. I loved it. There was a lot of Domino's pizza on those buses, I'll tell you right now. That's what he said. That's what he said. Now, tell us about that um, moment where you were playing the piano. Did, did that happen all the time? Or was that just captured for the special when you and Whippy were warming up? She was singing and behind you. I think oh, I oh, oh, oh. When, oh, when we were stupid? <laughs> we, were, yes. we were very stupid together. We had, we really, um, you know, played off each other's sense of humor. We had a lot of fun together. Um, it yeah, we had a lot like of fun it. together because we, you know, we kind of came up together too a little bit, you know. Yeah. So, um, so that was, I mean, that was not before, that was after. Oh yeah, we were done. We were done. Wow. We were done. I, I was in street clothes. She was in street clothes. She was like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> no, I would, you know, I'd go and hang with her all the time in, in her dressing room. Wow. And, um, you know, we would talk. I, you know, I was with her all, a lot. I spent a lot of time with her. She, I mean, she called you her blonde soul That's sister. That's right, her blonde sister. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. nice, nice. You know, you know that um song, a, a song for you. Like when I tell you, you playing them keys. Oh, back. thank you. Oh my God! Like before Whitney even opened her mouth, I'm in church with a tambourine, listening to oh, you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I mean, that song. Someone asked me, Crystal Short asked me to ask you, was that a song that um was played on the road a lot, or was that a, just a one-time thing that she played that song? Because it was on Welcome Home Heroes. My favorite concert. Yeah. My, one of my favorites, too. You know, I'm trying to remember the chronology because, you know, when we were on tour, she would give Gary uh, a spotlight. And, you know, she would give him a song in the shows, you know, most of all the shows. And I think that Gary, I don't know who sang it first. Whitney or Gary, I don't remember. I don't have the kind of brain cells that Ray does. <laughs> it's My all brain good. Cells, I don't know. I think they've been rattled around a little more than Ray's have or something because there's a lot of stuff that I really don't remember. Like, I don't remember the or order of who, who came first, you know, who did that song first. But it was done on the road by, I think it might have been done by Gary. And then Whitney said, I got that song. I got to do that song. And he changed to, he started doing like the Eric Clapton's change the world on tour. Okay. But, um, okay. But yeah, you know, I, I remember we did it for that show. I'm sure we must have, we did it for that show. We did it somewhere else too. I'm sure. Okay. Okay. Because we, I, cause I don't think we've seen a lot of that, that that's the performance for us that Donna, Donna Hathaway song. Like that's it. I don't, I don't see like a million other performances. Uh, where she performed that right. song, but that doesn't mean that she didn't sing it on the road. Right. You know, I, I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember. Honestly, I don't okay. remember. Um, you know, there were a lot of things that we brought out in that show too. You know, we actually played, we played the national arrangement, the national anthem arrangement at that show, which, wow. 
you know that i love that which was you know which was a, you know it was a hard nut to crack it was that was a big orchestra that played that on the record so that was it that was a little mm -hmm. bit of a difficult nut to crack but we cracked it mm -hmm. and what what was it like um playing while she was performing like you know what i mean i know you you're you're a pro you're doing it but was the spirit there like what did you feel as a musician playing behind who we call the greatest of all time. That is I mean. exactly, there, there were nights. I remember Kirk and I on stage, cause I'd be up on the right, in, in, in South Africa, we had a different setup. I was on the other side of the stage with Wayne. We were, we were I was downstage, he was upstage with me. But um, normally I was on stage right. And I would, I remember like something like, we would be like, oh my God, she'd be singing it. And like, I, where there were those, special nights that were like i i pinch me i i i'm playing with the greatest how did this happen i'm on stage in a, in a you know 25,000 seat arena with the greatest singer of all time and it was a privilege is what it was it was a privilege because that's that's so awesome because like you were there during the rehearsal you were there during the beginning so to see that even though you were there through all of it that you still were wild. Oh yeah. And I was wild for a long time. Like I remember when we were in Miami rehearsing for the I'm Your Baby Tonight tour. I think it was that, it must've been that tour. And remember Janet Jackson had come out with, you know, she was doing all the, with the um, headphone mic, you know, the headset yeah. mic. Yeah. And with all due respect, Whitney, I love you so much, but she wasn't the best dancer. Yeah, that's what Ray, Ray was saying. She wasn't the greatest. I'm sure Whitney knew that. She wasn't the greatest. She wasn't the greatest dancer. But when I said to her, but she was game for anything. She was game. Try anything. You know, I mean, I heard you would. Right. I mean, she had her steps. She had her steps. Right. Down. You know, she had her little steps. You know, she had her little steps. But, you know, that myth is not true. Right. The myth of all black people can dance <laughs> is not true. Uh, yes, I know. I, I, have, I have a few in my family. I yeah, 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 yeah. But I said to her, I said, <laughs> I, I remember, I think it was me that suggested her. I said, why, Nathan, why don't you just, why don't you use one of the radio mics? Forget handheld. And you know, you're going to do all these dance things. And um, why don't you, why don't you try using the, you know, why don't you, the headset mic. And she goes, Betty, Betty, that's a good idea, Betty. Betty, I think I'm going to try it, Betty. <laughs> She called me, she called me Betty. She's, she's one of the only, she's the only person that in the world that I wouldn't get mad at. Cause she called me, she goes, hey Betty. So she actually did. So she got the radio mic and she actually used it. She, for, for like, for a few songs when she danced, she did. Her, I her loved it. Step. No, I, I mean, it, free, it freed yes, her up. Exactly. It freed her up and she loved it. She was game. She was like, I want to rehearse it. Let's rehearse, let's play, let's play. She was not. You know, I mean, later in the year, you know, unfortunately, later in uh, my time with her, she wasn't really, you know, excited about rehearsing anymore. And, uh, and that was yeah. unfortunate because it really yeah, I could... it affected, you know, it affected, affected a couple of shows that we did. Great, great. Gotcha. Like, uh, gotcha. but um, on the most part, she loved rehearsing. Well, she also loved being around us. That's what I love so she much. Loved it's like out. she loved 
She loved you guys. She loved hanging out. You guys we were, were in Miami. We were, in, we were staying in, in Coconut Grove, rehearsing for one of the tour, maybe the first tour. And like, you know, she's like, I'm not staying in this hotel. You know, we go out. And she's and she wasn't like, you know, put on any kind of like disguise. She wasn't no disguises, you know. If Whitney's yeah. walking into your store, you're very well aware that Whitney's walking into your store. <laughs> even like even though she was you know, we were just two homies. We were just hanging, like me and Robin and and and, and Nip would go out for a walk and we'd go shopping. You know, we would just yeah. go shopping. What was that experience like? Did people did did people recognize were you guys able to oh, yeah. do that? Yeah. And we'd go out for a while and it people on the most part were very respectful. You know, they were very I love respectful. That. And she was very happy to have fans that loved her. Oh, that makes me feel yeah. good because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. If I wasn't, if I, I, was, if I, I wasn't so starstruck, <laughs> how loud was I, right? You were so funny. You were so funny, but she loves you. She loves, you know, she loves honesty. You know, she loves people that are straight up and that's why we got along so well, always. You know, it was, there was honesty yeah. and, you know, brashness and, you know, we, if we had to say something about somebody, we'd say something about somebody. Nobody would do that in front of anybody. Well, that's what I mean. Talk, you know, so we, we, we would do our share of. Did, did, did you guys celebrate birthdays when you were out touring? Yeah. Do you remember any Whitney celebrations for her birthday that you oh, guys yeah. did? Oh yeah, I do, I do remember. Um, I couldn't, I remember this one and I couldn't tell you where I was, but the, the, the best birthday story was her, I guess it was her 40th birthday in New York. Oh, wow. It was in New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was a, an incredible party, which, you know, her husband, you know, proceeded to ruin basically because well, he had to get out there and sing too. bold to sing with the, best, the the greatest singer of all time. Have, That's a lot you of You have confidence. no idea how bold that man would get. You know, I pray. I can't listen. I pray that he's, you know, he's better now than he was then. You know? Yeah, I'm sure he is. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he couldn't help but get a little bit better over time. You well, know? there was only one way to go, so. <laughs> so That's his heart, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he did. Yeah, because you got to experience Whitney um, pre-Bobby. I did. I did, and I remember yeah. having, I remember us going to London when they, when they, after they met and having a little come to Jesus with Bobby. And we, were, we went to this club one night, and I had a come to Jesus with Bobby. I said, you know you're about to marry my sister. Mm. And you, you better know who she is. She is a queen. She is the best of all time, and you better treat her right, because nobody mm. is going to accept it if you don't. So, Amen. That was one of our longest. I did not. Longest I did not know you had your own. I did not know that you. Oh, you said one of our longest. I did not know you had a, a, a talk. Oh with yes, you. in London, awesome. in a club in London. I forget which club it was, but it was before they got married, and I just had to have a little come to Jesus and make sure that he. What was his What was his reaction to I your talk? I think he was surprised. 
I think he was surprised because I don't think, you know, he necessarily at that point knew the extent of our relationship. You know. Right. Right. So. What what was what was Whitney like pre-Bobby? She worked really hard. Pre-Bobby was yeah. on your baby tonight. Let's rehearse with the headset. Let's do different shit. Let's do this. You know, unfortunately, what happened was, you know, Whitney became a bit insecure, you know, um, mm. and she wanted to, and she, I'm sure there was yeah, pressure at home. I'm sure whatever, you know, Bobby was having, he was having his little career and everything. And I, I remember, I credited Bobby with, you know, like being the pioneer of dance videos. Like that, my parameter, mm -hmm. that was he was my, he was Listen. my first man, and he was incredible. And that album, that album, that album still goes yeah. today. It, okay? That was a great album, you know. And he yeah. was, you know, he was, he was talented. You know, he could definitely, he could definitely he knew his lane, and he, he knew where where to stay, and he was really, really good at it. It was when he when he tried mm -hmm. to enter somebody else's lane that things kind of got a little bad. So. You know, in the beginning, you know, with before Bobby, she she worked and she worked her ass off. And then I think that she, you know, she wanted she became a little bit insecure and wanted to include him more than I felt he needed to be included in our show. Well, I'm sure you weren't the only one, Bet. Really? <laughs> you know, I'm very careful with my words, but um, I know I, I know I wasn't. I know I was. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. She was in love. She was in love, mm -hmm. and you know, and and what happened was this this the hugest person in the world got smaller to elevate her husband. You yeah, know? I mean, women sometimes do that, unfortunately. Lots of women do it. Lots of women do it, and that's what I was telling Ray. I mean, she just life experiences. You know what I mean? Like. That was a part of her life she had to go through. There would be no Bobby Christina without Bobby. So thank God for yep. that. Yeah. You know, he she was able to become a mom. But the sad thing about that was after a while, you know, there was, you know, after a while there was there was so much conflict in their marriage and with 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 their marriage and Sissy and everybody else and Robin. And there was it, it was just it be there was so you know, the vibes got so bad that you watched them together and, and you almost, after a while, and you almost thought, oh my God, this, this girl doesn't have a chance. Yeah. And, and it's so, and it's so sad for you because you saw her, you met Sissy before you yeah. met her. So you saw, you really saw her fresh out the yeah. gate. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say that, you know, we didn't smoke a little weed together. We did. Um, I know that's right. Cause if they got it, it it's legal too now. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, we is it legal in New York? Is it legal it, in New it York? It is. It's just the bill is going to be officially passed, I think, in in twenty two. I mean, Governor Cuomo, our you know, our our governor is. Yeah, he he he. You know, they, finally, finally, it's so stupid because you know, I mean, the amount of money, the fact that they didn't look at what happened in Colorado with the amount of money that they were able to generate in taxes through the sale of of you know marijuana is just like hello. This doesn't take an old rocket scientist to figure out this is a good thing. And if anybody right. had bothered to 
see that nobody's ever died from it. Nobody ever died from it. <laughs> they, look, they might have gotten hungry and took exactly, a nap. Exactly, or over, you know, ate too many cookies, but. stared at a movie yeah, too yeah. long but uh <laughs> i mean i'm just saying like i just i just love that you were there for the you got to see just the beginning like you knew her when she was patenting that for it, sissy, yes, it you was, know it was, like, yes well she you know don't forget for a long time sissy would sissy would be around sissy would come out on tour and so you know she was still modeling after sissy you know in in lots of in a lot of ways yeah. i mean if you listen to her voice, you listen to Sissy sing back in the day, and you listen mm -hmm. to Whitney and their inflections, they're the same. They're the same. Their voices, yeah. you know, their their tone, their tone was different, was a little bit different. The resonance of their voice was a little bit different. But, you know, as far as their approach to singing was the same. You know, doing mm -hmm. all that, like, where they go up into that high falsetto. Yes. Well, I mean, Sissy's, Sissy's on the Aretha record. Yeah. There ain't no way she's in the yeah. back. Come on now, she hit that note. Speaking um, of ain't no way, what, she what? was the, the first, the old, one and only times time that Whitney ever allowed me to let me sing because, you know, she's background singers, but we did ain't no way, and um, no, that's it wasn't it wasn't ain't no way. That's not the song. What's the song? Um, I'll come back to it. I'll remember the song. It's another Aretha song that that we sang. Where all the all the, she said, "I my step out was, you know that it's a man's world, but you can't prove that by me." So she gave me that. She gave me that line to sing live. Oh I'm wow! Singing. I got to sing with her too. What? What? Nice. Oh my so, goodness! Y'all have fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot more fun pre-Bobby because we had all of her attention and she had all of our attention. Mm -hmm. You know, once Bobby mm -hmm. came into the picture, you know, there was um, sidebar, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. What was some of your, well, one of, or what live performances stick out to you? That's easy. Like, my, my favorite live concert was uh, in Welcome Home to Troops was that that and tell me tell me why for you she was never better she would never it was the it was the best to me her voice in that show was the best it ever was any night anywhere anyhow i mean it was pretty i mean in a concert i mean when we did mm -hmm. when we did the arsenio hall show and she did um all the man i need and then she did, we didn't know with Stevie. I mean, the, I mean, her performance of All the Man I Need, her performance of All the Man I Need in the rehearsal at Saturday Night Live was one of the in, most incredible performances of that song ever. I love, I cannot believe that's a rehearsal. Yeah. Like that, was that all the time that in rehearsal? Uh, that was sound check. Um, no, I'm just talking about was her renditions in Soundcheck always so great? Um, yeah, particularly when she had an audience. Don't forget, nice. you know, you give it, you you give a big star like that an audience, and they're not going to come in and they're not going to phone it in. 
in the soundtrack. Yeah. Because then y'all be going out and you know talking about it on the street before the show. I don't know. You don't really have to watch. It's not going to be that good. You know. It's like she, you know, because there were yeah. people there and you know, and everybody applauded. And so she wanted to put on a show, whether you know, whether it was for the audience or for TV or for not or not. You know, she just wanted to put on. Yeah. A show. And you know that little boy that she brought on stage at the Welcome Home Troops? Remember the little boy that yes. she brought up on yes. stage? And I just, I interviewed oh, no. him not too long ago. Oh my God, he's a grown man now. Yes, yes. And he, and he said that that was, that was Is like Is that still the moment, moment of like his that. life, the highlight of his life? Of, of course. Yeah, yeah that show, that of show course. was, it was emotional to begin with. It was the end of the war. I mean, it the was war, the end of the yeah. war and um we you know every everybody was really serious about it you know it was a, it was going to be a it was a show but everybody was really serious about it because of the time and so everybody wanted to be the best you know the production was was amazing hbo was amazing um and you know the songs we did and that tour and that show were amazing it was a great set list and she never sang better. And she looked stunning. I mean, she's, you know, you know, I mean, poor Kirk Whalem had to stand behind her every night. <laughs> and he'd be like, no, 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 don't get me wrong. Kirk Whalen loves his wife, Ruby, more than anything on this earth. But Whitney right. in a long gown from behind <laughs> is a sight to behold, even for me. And look, it was singing and singing. It was like quiver. Look and singing all those beautiful love songs on top yeah. of it. Yeah, the red dress. Come, come on. on, that love medley, y'all. When I tell you, y'all tore it up. Like that's what I love about all of her life. Like to me, you got an even different Whitney than on the record. Like the record was phenomenal, but when as a fan to experience you guys playing live with Whitney's voice live like it was a completely different experience it was like well a, it, was a whole it, it was all different musicians too you yeah. know most of the okay. producers most of nip's producers brought in their own musicians had their own posse like narda you know when narda did um how will i know didn't he, is that what, i think he did how will i know that record um you know he and he had his his, his people in there i think bashiri you know, Bashiri at the time was, you know, was a was a first call guy in the studio. Anyway, mm -hmm. he's you know he's a little mm -hmm. older than I am, but mm -hmm. um, he was doing a lot of sessions for a lot of producers anyway. But so he played on a, a bunch of the, her records, a few of her her records. But yeah, no, I you know I, I never got to plan any any of the other records, which is which was uh, fine. But, but the difference between the records and a killer band that all everybody in the band can hold their own on any day of the week so you're you're coming you're coming at this music from a different place i mean i am not gonna accept i'm not gonna play every song note for note that was played in the way it was played on the records that, right know, that's that people go out and play the tracks they, they do that mm -hmm. no that's what that's what ray was talking about like we i want the seasoning but don't give me the recipe like you you're going to bring your own right to the to the yeah, for, there was a there was a period before we started using uh pro tools 
there was a there was a period where we just we played live. I think Japan. Yeah. That Japan concert was amazing too. Like which one? The first. Uh, you first guys. Tour? Yeah. That with I her mean... little with her little velvet outfits with the W's on. <laughs> Those little heels, the little dance, the little dance from Love the side shoulder, side. shoulder turns. The shoulders. It's all about the, all about shoulders. the shoulders. Yes, man. <laughs> yes. Whitney had them shoulders on lock, yes, okay? But you know, the band, I mean, like, you know, you're talking about Ricky Ricky Lawson or Mike Baker, yeah. both amazing. You know, Ricky, yes. it was either Wayne or Mike Michael Bearden. You know, mm -hmm. I held mm -hmm. I held down the, the other the, the other keyboard slot the whole I, I played the whole time. Um I mean, you play like a black woman. I mean, I don't know how a black woman's supposed to play, but that's that's you. I'm well, like, I, I thank you very much. The, the thank soul. you very much. And I, I, I have to say that I, I attribute a lot of that to A, listening to Aretha Franklin play piano and and playing for Whitney. I mean, for Sissy. I mean, you know, I mean, wow. I got a, I got a real education in gospel from Sissy. And funny enough, I... Before I went out on Whitney's in Whitney's band, from we used to play in a club called Sweetwaters. Yes, that's where that's where uh, Clive came down yes. there. Yes, yes. Sweetwaters, yes. and that was a great. That was that was like an old-fashioned supper club. Like my parents would come there and eat dinner and watch the show. You know, um, it was a real supper club. Uh, um, tell me where we were. What was I? What was I answering? I lost the question. I lost the question. <laughs> a black woman playing oh, like a black so woman. So I started playing with, you know, I, I mean, a lot of people came down to the club to hear Sissy and in turn heard me. And so people like Esther Marrow, I don't know if you even know who she was. She was a gospel singer. She hired me. Mm. So I ended up doing a bunch of gigs with Esther Marrow and Sarah Dash, who ended up doing some, you know, a bunch of gospel stuff and a few other singers who. who is Sarah Dash the one that was with Patti yeah. LaBelle in the in the yeah. okay yeah. yeah all right in the in the LaBelle the LaBelles the, yeah the, yeah how how do you how do you get the job how do you work get to work with Sissy? That's a really funny story. That is a, a it's kind of a classic story. Um, the way I remember it was, um, I was the guitar player's girlfriend and in her band and she was with Love Zager, a publishing company called Love Zager. And so was my ex Frank, may he rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yep. And so, um, so he was in her band and they were getting ready to do a, um, a show. She was getting ready to do a show at Sweet at 7th Avenue South. And she was doing, you know, Sissy did not like drummers. Sissy she did not like drummers. People are hearing because people are hear me, not the drums. You know, they, they come they hear me, not the drums. And um, she was hysterical. So, um, so, so she went to Seventh to Avenue South with a, a bass player, a percussionist, and Frank, who um, I hope anybody's out there that knows Frank will understand that I did love him, but he was not a very good guitar player. He was, you know, he was, he was a songwriter. He knew Sissy from Love Zager from like playing, writing songs together. They wrote some songs okay. together. So 
she made him her music her musical director sort of okay you know and he wasn't you know he wasn't a very good musical director i mean i i hate talking like this because the man can't even be here to defend himself so um mm -hmm. so there they are playing they so she the place is packed we're upstairs the place is packed and she don't know me from Adam, really. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm Frank's girlfriend who had one or two too many vodkas at the show. You know, I was like his, his, his drunk girlfriend or something. So they're up there. And, you know, Sissy's the gig was the kind of gig that you could do with a, just a piano player. But it wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. the kind of gig that you would do with just a guitar player. Who, who, oh. wasn't, who was not even half of Ray Fuller. Not even half a Ray Okay. Fuller, you know, it would have been a okay. different story with somebody, Ray Fuller, but it wasn't Ray Fuller. Gotcha. You know, or, or it wasn't Carlos him. Rios or Paul Jackson Jr. He, no, not, none of that. It, w it wasn't no. him. So she's like, all right. So her piano player was late. So she's like, why these people came here to see me? They didn't come here to hear John play, John play piano. They came to hear me. Let's go. And then they're like, oh, come on, just wait five more minutes. So, so she says, finally, she goes, no, we're going, we're going without them. They came here to hear me sing. I'm not going to keep these people paid a lot of money to come in here and hear me, hear me sing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait for John. So they go up there and they played whatever the first song was. And it was meh, meh, you know, meh. Yeah. So, um, and they're all, the guys said to her, Frank and Chico, the bass player, like, Sassy, get bet up here. She's like, huh? Who's that? I don't know who that was. They play another song. It was dreadful. Just saying, Sissy, I'm telling you, get Bet up here. Now, after two songs, I think Sissy realized that, like, this is not happening. This is, this is not, this it's not, is not working. working. So she says, all right, this is show business. Come on up. You know, she might have even said Bet. No, she, she might have even come on up. <laughs> I can't, you know, if I had a nickel for every time I was called Beth, I'd be, a, you know, a much wealthier much wealthy person, not much wealthier. I'd be a wealthy person. So I'm not a wealthy person. But um, so I went up and I, and there was no music there, you know, or no, maybe there were, no, I don't think there was music, but I had been to so many shows that I knew the songs. Like she was doing just the two of wow. us. So I could play just the two of us without a chart. And I'd heard it 8 million times. So, so that was the next <laughs> song we played when I came up and there was a piano solo in there and everything like that. And it was all grooving and rocking and everything. And, and she was like, well, all right, well, let's do another one. You know, everybody was like, ah, you know, here she comes to save the day. <laughs> Thank God you were in the audience. And then, um, you know, we did it like, two, maybe we, we might have done two songs and then John showed up and, you know, basically like, you know, edged me off the piano bench and like in the mid song or something like that. And I, and, you know, and then she thanked me and everything like that. I think what happened was that he fell off a piano bench or something. He was playing in church. He was a church player. So he was, you know, he was, you know, he was an intense player. And I think he fell off and he broke his wrist. Oh, wow. Unfortunately. But I got the gig. <laughs> that, was how I got. All, it was, that was all that was you. All I needed was a broken, a, wow. a, um, a church piano player's broken hand and I be and I became the piano player and the musical director and and I think that Frank you know Frank was cool with it it was he knew he knew that he was a lucky man being where he was he was a lucky man to be there <laughs> yeah I'm sure he knew 
It wasn't, you couldn't know and he not know. Well, uh, I won't get it. We don't have to talk Frank stories. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, Frank. We yeah, can't we, we we talk wanna, about you know, that. Nothing, nothing nice to but say. That's how, but that's how all. you, right. <laughs> but that's how you became. That's how I became. Working with yeah, Sissy. Yeah, became Sissy's piano player. Yeah. Wow. Some somebody somebody wrote in the comments. You went from uh, somebody's girlfriend to the queen of soul on those keys. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is huge. That is an amazing story. Know, right? Wow. And you learn and and you credit with credit sissy for learning oh so my much. God, That's I amazing. So much from her. You know because I I went on after that to play for a lot of a lot of divas a lot of. Great, yeah. Bet Midler. Hello. You know, uh, I mean, I, I went on to play with a lot of really great, great singers. You know, of all genres. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes. I went when I left Whitney's band. I had already started. I had, you know, interviewed and auditioned for Bet. I'd met her already, and so I was there. I was in that. I was in her world already when we did the last gig. I had done my first gig with Bet in October of 98 and I left Whitney I guess it was something like it was either March April or May it was in the spring I remember that's when we did Divas Divas live at from the beacon and um yeah that's how that happened wow so you went from one one great artist to another like that's yeah. amazing but that's because you're great everybody who worked with Whitney has worked with the, the the best because you guys are the well best. i mean it's a very you know it's a it's a it's a different craft playing behind singers than just playing instrumental music it's very different and what's the difference bet tell me the difference well you have to leave you know you have to leave space you know you have to listen to the singer and and leave space for a singer you know you you play less really when you're playing behind a singer you know, it's more of a, it's more like painting a picture. I mean, it's that way too with playing in instrumental bands. Although I've never really played in very many instrumental bands. I've always played with singers, but you know, it's, it's a really, it's a special gift to list, to be able to listen and converse, you know, converse. I'd like to do say, I'd like to conversate with, um, with singers, you know, while you, you know, you, you give and take. And so yeah. that's that's the difference, and not and not every piano player knows how to do that. And I was pretty good at it, I guess, because I got a lot of gigs doing it, you know. So mm. um, so that's you know I got that's I got a lot of I had a lot of experience in my career mm -hmm. playing behind singers. Yeah, nice, nice. When now when you were playing that song, a song for you with Whitney, like what were you feeling? Like, cause you was, I mean, you was back there. You was on it. I mean, you was on it all the time, but like, that was a, that was a moment right there. It was, it, it, it was, um, you know, it was a, was that, I think that was our first HBO special. I think that was the first mm -hmm. one. So I was, A, I, I was a little nervous, you know, I mean, I was, I was nervous every time when I go, I'm, I'm kind of nervous every time I go on stage still, even to this day. Yeah, really? I'm, I'm, I, you know. I guess that's because I, you know, I, I care. You know, it's like I give a shit how I sound, yeah. so I'm nervous. You know, when I want to yeah. But I also then there's then there's playing that intro, and then she starts to sing. 
That's where my Bet. lane came from. That's where my energy Bet. that and intro, my soul. That intro, before she starts singing, Bet, that intro was so fire. Yo, like, I'm just like, it just touched us all watching it. Like, you can, nobody can watch that and not feel you along with Whitney. They just well, can't. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same, a very similar part to what Donnie played for himself playing in, in the song, which was, you know, it was, the song was modeled after Donnie's version, you know, but right. then again, like I was saying before, it's a different player that's gonna play it live. So although it's mm -hmm. gonna be, you know, there'll be a lot of the same notes, it's not gonna feel the same. It's not gonna necessarily feel the same. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, and because it's, it was so rubato until the band came in, you know, that's when I talk about the conversation between a singer and, a, and the keyboard player is, you know, it, it was all her. It, it was, you know, it was, she was speaking, you know, how you, you hear her talk about, you know, God's speaking through her. It's like, she was speaking through me. It was like, my, my performance came from what she was singing how she was emoting <clears throat> and how she was interpreting that song that night. And it was a special night. It was definitely a special it was. night. It was. Yeah, and she was, was so incredibly fierce that night. I mean, she was yeah, all, I mean, often incredibly fierce, but you asked me what was my favorite and that was my favorite. That was your favorite. What was your favorite uh, performance within that show that you played on? I, I can't really pick a favorite that show. I, I can't really pick a favorite. I mean, I always loved so emotional. Remember, it was a, it was early, so it was it you know it preceded a lot of her big hit, a lot of the big hits like you know all the man I need and all that stuff. So these were, it was yep. basically the first two records. Yeah, it was basically the first two records that we you know that we played that night. Plus, you know, yeah. you know, song to you that you know other songs that she would pick. Did you ever see the um, another one of my favorite shows? By the way, was Radio City. Mm. That come that on was now. When she did the um, "I Loves You Porgy" medley that Ricky put together for her, which was an Alfie. Woo! that was you know that was some insane you know that was like some of the off the off the album stuff you know ricky really you know made an effort to to clap you know to to, to he, he this was a classy this, and they were all classy shows but the radio city show was a really really classy event and he took it to heart and you know and created these other songs for that for that particular show which were oh like run to you also was that was on mm. that as well on that show i remember there was just the music the selections on that show were incredible different than completely different than the hbo special and um yeah totally different we, did you see have you ever seen a, a, a i've never seen like no i don't think i've seen because when you said radio city music because you know my mind went to the american music awards and i'm like i don't think that's what she's talking about yeah, no, I'm not talking about the American music. You're not no, talking no, no, about we that. Played radio so City. I think there might just be the audio on YouTube. I don't think I've ever actually seen it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty special. 
That's yeah. beautiful. Stephen Stephen Sison says, "Q tells us." Stephen C says the song was "Do Right Woman, Do Right Man." Oh, that's right. And she smashed it when she sang the line. I'm nervous. See, I'm nervous. You smashed. I, I lost it. You know, I'm, I forgot because I'm nervous talking to you. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Man, you you shared so much so much great stuff because, like, you know, uh, people never got a chance to to know her the way that 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 you no. have and and play with her the way that you have for as long as you yeah, did she was you know really a, huge, so, a really fun person to be around she was really fun and she was adventurous and ambitious and um wanted to try shit all the time you know she was always open if she was there she's open to it you know nice, and, uh, nice. one of another another one of my favorite like uh, tv shows that we did was we did uh natalie cole's big break oh i love that i love that the, the two songs she sang with natalie say a little prayer say a little prayer and then they did bridge over troubled water oh my god they were stupid that was the two of them together was so stupid you see now there i am talking to you again we're talking about you know Say a little prayer, Burt Backrack song. Um, mm -hmm. Bridge over troubled water, Simon and Garfunkel. You know, yep. she didn't have to. You know, I mean, it was a very diverse. She, her song selections were very, very diverse. You know, and mm -hmm. we did a lot of. You know, we did a lot of stuff out of the. You know, out of her playbook. But nice. that were, you know, obviously nice. in her heart. You know, so. So Rick, once again, I'm sure it was, you know, I give credit to Ricky because I'm sure it was Ricky that determined what he did. Well, I remember seeing an interview that he did with uh, Lena Waithe and how he talked about trying to, you know, push her to do stuff that was outside of maybe the comfort zone to honor the greats, right. you know, like I think when you guys did Constitution Hall and he wanted her to do and she was like no whatever whatever but he said no you're gonna do it and you're gonna love it and you're gonna be great and guess what she was yeah, she was that was that was a, that was pretty good that was a good show that was a really good show that was a, that was a great yeah. show like bojangles and, I mean, bojangles and all were you were you there for the brazil show in rio de janeiro oh yeah, oh, yeah my hair was very short girl my hair was very short then no, was I hair short for that? Yeah. I, one time we were, we had been on tour and I, oh, this is hilarious. We had been on tour and I really needed a haircut. And I, and I, and I said, I got to cut this shit off. I got to cut this shit off. It's just too much yellow hair. So I, came, I called my guy and I said, I'm coming home for a couple of days. I want you to cut my hair off and don't stop at my chin. Well, he, un unfortunately, he was one who followed instructions. And he cut my hair so short. It was so short. And like playing live, I felt like I, you know, I looked like a sheep because it would all curl up so much. So I went and got, I went to Ellen LaVar and I got a weave, which is what. Did you well, really? You saw the, the South Africa shows. Yeah. Did, did, I, did I have some long hair or what? When I showed, yes, I but I didn't, know, I didn't know it was hair. a weave. I had no idea. Yeah, was, oh yeah. I said, I can't, this is not working because we were playing so many sheds. We were playing, it was like in the summer, we were playing a lot of yeah. outdoor concerts. And, you know, those of us who have this hair, 
It's like in the summer mm -hmm. when it's humid, it's not pretty. It's not. Come it's on not now. Pretty for, I, I'm, I'm familiar with the afros, the, the, the humidity. Oh, yeah, I know you are. I know you are. And <laughs> and so I said, I, this can't happen. I, I will not do this. I will not do this. I'm going to see Ellen. So <laughs> Ellen, you know, I went on a couple of year uh, jaunt with Ellen and, and company doing uh, weaves. So dumb, so stupid. But I did it because I knew the best. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna I love that. I love that story. But the reason I brought up Brazil because those fans, that audience, they say, I mean, I've never seen an audience participate on the grand scale that they did. I mean, like, and Whitney still outsang them. Like she still, we still was able to hear her over them. But they. You know they sang they sang every word of the song i just want to know what that felt like for you guys was it common or was that special as well well um it was outdoors um no it was common everybody sang everybody sang along with her what was uncommon about that show was that it was the, the tour was rock it was, the show was called rock and rio it was <laughs> poison <laughs> Sepatura, which was like a heavy metal, uh, a speed metal band, Aerosmith, and Whitney Houston. Wow. Hello? What? Who booked this thing? Wait, tell me. No, I remember Wayne Lindsay. Yes, Wayne Lindsay was telling me that he had he he had fun with Steven Tyler and everything because you guys. But like Whitney, what was she doing on that bill? That's hilarious. hilarious. And I, I happen to know Steven. Steven was a friend of mine. So um, it was really fun to find him on tour. Um, so we, you know, especially in Rio, we got to, we, we went jogging together, me, him and Joe Perry. We went, he and I went to the beach one day. When I was, there was a point in 1980 when I was uh, a very short period of my long career that I was pursuing a solo career. And um, okay. Steven was, friends with my lawyer and he was super supportive and you know wherever I'd see him you know he was so sweet and and um and so we had a ball and and we actually had a really good time in Rio it was fun it was just like it was it was so much fun to be there we hung out at the pool we were all hanging out at the pool Stephen Stephen Tyler gave us his tips on tanning 20 minutes and flip 20 minutes and flip <laughs> <laughs> and um, and Whitney was, you know, Whitney would come down and hang out. She didn't know. She was not like that. Whitney was not that person, did not stay in the room. Was like, I'm, I don't want to be seen. I don't, I don't want to be. She had the largest man in the world as her bodyguard. What was his name? I Bob remember. Because he was in the special. Bob hmm? Wow. Bob, who actually I saw on Facebook today. He did a shout out for Whitney's birthday today. Big, Big Bob. Bob. That's what I remember she called. Yeah, Big Bob. Yeah. I remember there was a, a clip where she was like, oh, bring in Big Bob. You see, I'm, I'm fine. Look right. at him. Yeah. So she, I mean, she, we all, we had a, we all had a ball because like on days off, we actually hung out. We actually. Y'all were a family. We Sounds like y'all. I, I mean, she. When we were in Singapore. Yeah. They had a beauty. We were staying staying at the Ritz. Some really nice. Like Ray said, it was like first class. Everything was first class. You know. That's what I love. That's what I love. Me so much too. To hear. Wayne said it. Ray said it. Now you're confirming. They it. took such good care of us, and 
which is the way to be. I mean, if you have the money to do it, do it because your people are going to perform for you every night. You know, you don't do it. You don't do anything nice for people. People are like, eh. you know, not that we don't always mm -hmm. go out and play our best. We always, no matter who it is, you never know who's, gonna, who's there listening, you know, but. But it, but it feels good to be taken care of. Yes. Especially you're out in all these different places to be, to be treated special. Like you guys are traveling, you know, to have the top person, number one on the call sheet, treating you well makes a difference. Yeah. And it was a lot of, you know, we, we spend a lot of time in pools and in bars, you know, like the pool, like nice. before they had this really cool, beautiful outdoor pool thing. We spent all day, all day there. Every day we were there, we spent, had the best time. And in, um, where else were we with the pool? Miami and wherever. She just wanted to come and hang out at the pool. And then after the show, you know, she'd come down to the bar. We'd be in the bar, me and Wayne, you know, having our post-show cocktails. <laughs> Which we did. Did she did she swim a lot? Did she get in the pool when y'all oh, went to yeah. the pool? I know she seemed like she really loved the water. Well, she get in the pool. She you know, she wouldn't necessarily go all head all in. You know, <laughs> right. you know there's still other people yeah, she there's had still other people yeah. around the pool that are watching. You know. It's that's okay true. if I come I out looking like uh, you know whatever. Yeah, that's but, true. But she you know, she maintained her her uh yeah. in, intimate shit. You know, yeah. What's that? What's your best Whitney memory? Like you have such a vast, you know, time with her. Do you have? Do you have a few favorite memories of her that sticks out more than I the have? Rest? Yes. Well, it would have to be. I mean, like, well, one of my favorite memories is the McKell show is honestly the Mikkel's show. show where she where she sat in for her mom. Oh, with the story and everything. Yes. That was one of my favorite shows that playing with, with with Whitney. I mean, there were so many I mean, there were so many there were so many incredible shows. Um Let me see if I can think of one that was like super no, I, you know, I don't remember. I don't remember once. I mean, uh, you, you shared, you shared so much. I mean, how did, how did you find out that she had uh, passed away? How did you get the news? Uh, funny enough, one of my homies here, one of my bass player friends, totally unrelated to Whitney, called me up and said, did you see, did you see what happened? He said, turn the news on. And I turned the news on and I just, you know, just spent, just lost, lost it. it. Spent the day here just watching the news and watching everything and trying to, you know, trying to come to terms with, you know, something that I feared. Anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to mm. say that I didn't, that I didn't. I mean, you know, she, she was, she got, she got a little crazy there for a while. You know, she carried on a little too much and, um, mm -hmm. I, I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't shocked. I was, no, I wasn't okay. surprised. I was shocked. I was shocked, but I was not surprised. Because okay. I know that you can't carry on that way and continue. It just doesn't, right. it doesn't happen. It just, right. that's, you know, you're losing, you've, you've now given up control. 
So once you give up control, right. you're not in charge anymore. Right. So. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I was actually at the Beverly Hilton when I found mm. out. I was in the Were lobby. Were you going to the thing? Were you going? Or are you just? Yeah, I was going to be in the, the, the media room. And you I saw, must have um, lost Lynn your Volkman. shit. Yeah, I saw I saw Lynn Volkman pass uh, by and I was drinking something. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll talk to her later. If I would have went up to her, I would have found out then. But I didn't know. Me and my uh, friend, when we were driving there, we saw an ambulance coming. Um, but I'm like, it's LA. It's a million ambulances. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have a malfunction thing. It's a million ambulances down here, you know, but we we had no idea that it was actually the one coming for her. Well, who would ever think, you know, who would think that, you know, it's just, they was just coming in. Yeah, yeah. My, party and, and, I mean, but yeah, like I, I would, I would never think that. And I just wanted to ask your opinion because you are, a, you are a performer. Um, like when something like that happens, uh, you know, like how the show continued, like, is that normal industry like for somebody to pass away and like they just can you know clive continued with the show well i i thought it was crazy myself that's what i i mean but you I, I know I, was, I, was like, I, I said how first of all how could clive be together enough to do that how could he be that together you know and talk about her you know like six seconds after it happened in the past tense it was just that was too hard for me. And she was still there. I know. She was still there. I know. Yeah. I, 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 that was weird. That was really strange to me that that thing went on. Okay. Uh, I, I wasn't. Oh, thank you. I thank wasn't. You. I, I, I just, wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, okay, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know really anybody who really gave a shit about that show after hearing about Whitney's passing. I don't think I, I was surprised. I was surprised that people stayed. Yeah, but then I mean, I was torn because I was like, "Are they really gonna?" I went into the media room. I just wanted to see, like, what are they? Are they really gonna do this? And they really tried. They, I mean, it didn't work. I mean, they did it, but it didn't really work. But I just wanted to know because you know, you play, you probably played through all kinds of stuff. But I was horrified. I, was I remember. Horrified. I mean, I had to. I didn't have. I fortunately, I didn't have to work that night. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have wanted to work that night. But I remember when my dear friend, I don't know if you would know who he is, but he was a drummer that I worked with a ton when I first was coming up in New York. His name was Yogi Horton. And he was Luther's, he was okay. Luther's drummer. Nice. And he, um, he jumped out a window. Mm. And I, yeah, it was a uh, it was a terrible, 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 terrible day in the life of many people. You know that happening with with uh, Yogi, but I, I'm I couldn't have played that night. I had to play a gig the next night, and it was just like you know with people that knew and loved Yogi that we all played together, and it was like what are, what are we doing? It's hard to you know it was really hard. Uh, I, I, it was really hard to you know to really get into what I was doing because I was just broke. I was just broke. Was Understandably. Broke. Understandably. Broke. Yes. Yes. I just wanted to know. I'm like, maybe because I'm not, you know, in the industry like that, but I was like, uh, it, it was just surreal to witness it continue with, you know, um, 
it just happening. So I was just like, what? So let me ask Bet how, if she could have played, you know, because they say they turn it into like an honor. I was like, nah, <laughs> this is not no, an honor. No, no, this is not. I'm, this is this not is a, a. This is a time of severe mourning and grief. Is what that was. Exactly. 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 Man, I mean, like, what? What? What is something about Whitney that fans wouldn't know that you know? Well, that she was. That a, is cool. She was a funny heifer. She was. You hear that, Whitney? She was a funny heifer, man. She was. She was really. She had an incredible sense of humor. Incredible mm -hmm. sense of humor. And she knew yeah. you couldn't, there was, no, there was basically, for all the years that I knew Whitney, there was so little that I knew that she didn't know. Like, I came in one day, I'm in soundcheck, and I had watched this ridiculous movie the night before. We might have been in Japan, and there was one English channel or something like that on TV, whatever. And, and I don't remember where we were, but I remember I had watched this movie, and this one guitar, this woman and this girl in the movie was playing a song about her boy, her boyfriend, and it was like, so I started playing the chords like, July, July, and don't you know that she turned around like this. July, July. <laughs> she'd seen the same fucking movie the night before and she knew the song and I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, she knew like Jewish, you know, she knew Jewish words and you know, like she, she just knew a lot of stuff that people wouldn't expect her to know. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, I know that she, you know, she, she caught me on a couple of times where I just lost my shit. And that was one of them, that one stupid song from the stupid movie. There's the most ridiculous movie with this like bohemian woman like with the headband around her head. July. She even remembered more of it than I do. She remembered, she started, she kept going. I'm like, girlfriend, you are so wrong in every single way. Yeah, she would not have any problem finding the humor in any situation. Because like myself, oh my that sort of, that was who she was. She was, she was, you know, an unbelievable singer and a funny motherfucker. <laughs> I love it. When, when, I, when I first met her on the uh, MTV show, um, I had watched um, Saturday Night Live where Michael Myers did this skit with Barbara Streisand and it was Coffee Talk with Linda Richmond. And every time they would talk about Barbara Streisand, they would be like, I'm so for Clint. Right, right. You know? She always would say, she always used that word. Somebody just asked her. Did she really? She, she, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, I saw, I see that. I just put my, put the things up. So I saw somebody asked about the Rainforest concert. And yes, I was playing at the Rainforest concert where she sang opera. We did, um, we did If It's Magic. Well, Pavarotti. Yes, we played If It's Magic together. And um, that was that was another actually that was another great great memory because I'm a huge Brazilian music fan, and Antonio Carlos Jobim was on that show as well. And I showed up for soundcheck the day of the show. She wasn't coming. I they asked me if I would come just for cameras, for lights and sound on the piano. And um, I got to I'm standing up in craft at the craft table, and I'm like, stop it, bit, just stop it. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like watching Carlos Jobim pick it on Danish. 
and I'm like losing my shit. And I said, I just had to go over to him and say, I'm such, Mr. Jovin, I'm such a huge fan of yours. You know, I'm so, he's just, oh, you are, you know, come into my dressing room. You know, so I said, I got to sit in his dressing room with him for like 45 minutes, you know, like 10 in the morning, wow. they bring him a bottle of scotch and a cigar and we're sitting and talking shit. Me and Antonio and Carlos Jovin at that show. But yeah, it was, it was amazing. That was a nerve wracking show to play because even as I'm, as I'm playing, um, we did a couple of songs, one with the orchestra. I'm guessing maybe it was, I'll always love you maybe with the orchestra, but we did, if it's magic, mm. you know, CB tune that she just loved. And they wanted her to do it with a guitar player. And she was like, no, 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 I need my bet. So, my Betty. I need, I need Betty. 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 <laughs> so, um, so I did that. And then, you know, at the end, when, you know, Pavarotti was up there, I mean, he was so amazing. And, and watching Pavarotti and Whitney singing together was, and Sting. Sting, Sting yep. He was up there too. That was, in, that. What a trio, that right? That was insane. That was, it was funny and insane at the same time. It was amazing. But it happened. That was a moment. It sure was. That was a moment. It sure was. Man, she said, I need my bet. No, I can't. No, no guitar for me. I need her on them keys. No, there was, I forgot the name of the duo back then. Um, the duo, the two guitar players that did that song. Um, na, na, on only words. Da, 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 da. See, I'm not Whitney, but you give me you give me some love. I like that. But um, yes. so that, it was that guitar player, and she's like, I don't know, Nunzi or Shmunzi or whatever. She, <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't know. She didn't know. But she was amazing. She was amazing that night, and uh, yeah, it was a good. It was a great. That was a great night. I've had. Yeah, so I have had. Great I mean, I I have so many. I've you're a woman full of you're you're a woman full of rich rich experiences yeah. man yeah. I, I, I have, like you I've have been very fortunate in my life um you know i was i think i was blessed with you know a little talent and um and a you know and a good attitude you know and a, a good learning and humble y'all hear her did she just say a little talent do you <laughs> We're going to have to show you your own Well, work, it's all lady. about, you know, you, you got to be in the right place at the right time. Like, you know, if I wasn't dating Frank. Right. Like, but when you got, but, right. But when you got up there, you executed in a way that nobody had. Boom. 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 I'm so happy to know that Whitney knew what Verklimp meant because I didn't think that she knew what the heck I was oh, talking about. Oh, she knew about. Verklimp, she knew don't, don't forget, like, yeah. when we were in Florida, my mom would come to rehearsal. My mom lived in Florida. And, okay. Yeah, and she would come to rehearsals. Like, I remember coming to rehearsals, mm -hmm. like, when, when, when Bobby Chris was a baby, and she'd sit there holding my, I mean, you know, she'd call my mother Ma, you know, Ma, too, because she was always Aww. around, you know. My, my mom would come with her friends, you know, all of her Jewish friends to rehearsals and shit, you know. And, they must have been so excited to do that, just to come and hang out. Yeah, well, we didn't, it wasn't like, a, you know, I said, mom, one person. <laughs> one person. And, but, you know, you can't bring the homish book. You got to bring the homish book. 
but what a thrill what a thrill because them rehearsals was fire too they were Shoot. and you know and and i'm you know i i feel i was so blessed to have had you know whitney the great years you know i had so i had whitney years. not the good years i had whitney the great years you know unfortunately the year the years that absolutely that that's what solidified her the, you were there during yeah, those times i mean the record that you, the stuff that she did after you know just was subpar yeah and i'm not saying yeah, that because she had, i wasn't there i'm not that no 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 it was and, just, and, and i'm not and I'm not picking that up at yeah. all. I'm just, it's just the, it's just no, the truth. No, it was her. It was, it was her subpartness. It was, you know, yeah, she had a great, yeah, yeah. great but band. Just, she had great bands. Unfortunately, the, the great bands, you know, Jetro, I mean, that guy is, a, that guy was a fierce piano, I was a fierce piano player, Jetro, De Silva. That guy is fierce. Mm. You know, there ain't nothing wrong with, you know, he's fierce. They were all great, but, um, you know, unfortunately, they didn't get the great Whitney at that point. They got the worn out, the worn down Whitney from that. Right. Um, after 99, when she went back out after that, they got the, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. When was the last time you saw her and what was that moment like or the last time you spoke to her? Um, Uh, it was, uh, well, the last time I spoke to her was after John died, after her dad died, who, who was like my Dang. father, you know, um, we spoke, you know, I, I called to, you know, convey my condolences, whether she was there or not or whatever. I just was, you know, I mean, she knew how close we were and, and, uh, and they were family, John and Sissy. And, but the, the funny thing, the last time I saw her, we didn't speak. I was playing in the house band for the um, songwriter, songwriter Hall of Fame awards. Mm -hmm. And she was she there. Was the, she was there to induct. They gave a special award to Dion for oh. singing all of Bert's for all the Bert material that she had, had done. And so Whitney was there. They they made a special award for Dion. So Whitney was there to give the award to to accept not to get stuff to her, but to give the award to dion but i was playing on one end facing her she was on the other end of the stage on a podium you know she she didn't sit in the audience and like didn't i don't i'm, I'm sure she wasn't sitting in the audience and went oh i gotta make up she had, i don't think she even knew that i was there and by the time wow. we were finished i went looking for her and of course she was gone so i never got to get to even wow no Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but the last show wow. was that Diva show. That was the last show. The Diva show. The Diva show where she did Ain't No Way with Mary J. Blige. Yes. Man. Were you on the keys? I was. Heck, hell yeah, I was playing the piano. I was playing the piano. Yeah, I, was, I was always there from, from, from 1988 till 1999. Bet. I was always there. You bet you did have all the best years and the best performances. Yeah. I did. Those, those are classics. Grammys, all everything that you mentioned. The Grammys, that gra the Grammys in the white dress. Was that Grammys or American oh. Sword? When she came out with Madison Square Garden. She, oh my God, that was amazing. That was yeah. You know what? I was surprised. I was surprised that I didn't see you in the American Music Awards. It was Wayne. 
on the piano when she did it was just i think i don't know if it's i have nothing like oh, it was I'm just there. her and him I, was I interviewed him say I that was again playing sims i was there oh so you were you were playing too then. yeah i was there yeah like i said i was always playing i wasn't always playing piano you know we split up the gotcha. piano stuff oh, oh yeah gotcha. we always we split up all the stuff was split up so sometimes okay. Wayne played piano and sometimes i played piano but i was always there playing, gotcha. playing sims Gotcha. And and one thing that he mentioned was that he just felt like he knew her voice so well. Did you feel that same way? Oh yeah. I mean Wayne, you know, Wayne and her had a had a beautiful connection together. Musical connection. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I thought they really they uh he, he made her and well he didn't make her do anything. He didn't make her sound anything. She sounded like she did, but they were a good pair. Yeah. <laughs> but uh so were you and her. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I gotta give it up where you know I gotta I give up the props where the oh props yeah absolutely deserved. all of you guys though Kirk Whalem oh. I mean Ricky like come on all of you guys played Gerald a Albright. pivotal role and Gerald Albright oh gosh I interviewed him too oh cool I love I love yeah I love him. So Gerald Albright I love him and I he's of course, awesome I love Kirk you know so much he was my he was my, he was yes. my running buddy workout buddy on the road my run it running workout and coffee buddy we were both coffee fanatics yeah For i real? used to carry my own like my own beer <laughs> so you're so you're that person who's like before anything coffee first. yeah i wake up i'm not going anywhere until i have coffee so i make sure that i have <laughs> I, I, I travel with a little, little four cup coffee machine oh yes grinder yes yes i've traveled with my gear I have to, I got to have yes. my gear. I'm I'm into the you coffee got and the food and everything like that. So I got, to, you know, it's it's so funny. I did. Um, this is a little sidebar, but I did a. Uh, I actually last two years ago I did a show something that I had an idea that I had from when I was with Whitney, bless her heart. It was a show a, a concept that I came up with called Bed Steiner, which is a musical cooking show. A celebrity musical cooking oh. show, and I actually did it. I did like twelve episodes. It's on YouTube. If you nice. look on YouTube for Bet's Diner, not Bet's Ocean View Diner, but Bet's Diner. Bet's yeah, Diner. You'll okay. See this, you'll see a picture of keyboards, whatever. Um, but I was going to use when I first I did a I did a um, I, I went and had, me, had a meeting with these producers um, about the show, and basically I used her as my model because I I was going to ask her to be my first guest. She was going to be my pilot guest. What? Yes. I mean, I did a proposal, you know, for the thing and in it, it was like, you know, Whitney Houston's my guest and I know she would have done it, you know, she would come up. Of course. But I sort of, those are the days, there was nothing happening. There was no money in food TV at the time. And so I kind of dropped that. And now it's a whole food network. I dropped network. That, that, that idea for, for many years and then went, went revisited it back in, 19, in 2019 and I actually found somebody to produce it with me. And so we did it. I'm still trying to find, you know, somebody else to produce with me because it was, it, it was yeah, it fun. we got whole cooking shows. Yes. Yeah, it was all, you, I, I you know, it was a celebrity. It. it was somebody, I I did all my research about them, interviewed them. We They brought in a dish, whether it was their own or something they copied or whatever, and we'd cook the dish and I would talk to them and interview them about food and music while we were cooking. And then we'd taste the food and go over to the piano Oh, I love the that. Piano. And Aww. and and uh and play and play a song and then that was the end of the show and then we go eat. 
that's nice. That's that's very entertaining. We got talk. We got music. We got food. I'm really into food. I'm really yes. into cooking. I've been to cooking school a lot, and I love cooking. And so those are two things that I favorite dish. I my favorite dish to cook. Oh. I have so many favorite dishes. I love to make a curry, like a Thai curry. Love Thai curry. What? Yes. Oh, you can cook. You can cook. For oh real. yeah, I can make you. I, I can make you a killer pomodoro too. A Say pomodoro, that again. A tomato sauce for impossible. Oh. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, I can throw it. Yeah. So with with the with the pandemic, what are you doing now? Well, interesting that you ask. I started um, doing writing a kids TV show. Co-writing. What? Co-writing a kids TV show. Um, called Art Smart World, and it's about teaching. Uh, my partner, her name is Patty Hub. Um, we're teaching. It's about teaching kids about the masters of art and music, and it's half nice. live action, half animation, and um, each song has a lesson, and has a, has an each episode has a lesson and an original song. So, yeah. Yeah, so we did everything from Chopin to um, James Brown, that's a master to me, you know, James Brown. Ella yes. Castro, master to me, Mel Torme and Ella Fitzgerald. Master, yes. You know, Beethoven, Bob Marley. Um, we, we put him together with like Pete Seeger when we talk about folk music and protest songs, you know, teaching them about that, you know, like, and the episodes are, some of them are just really funny and super fun and the songs are great. And now, you know, we're, I've got a friend of mine whose son is an incredible artist. And mm -hmm. we visited him a couple of weeks ago and we asked him if he would like to try and create our animated characters. What we, you know, the cartoons are our animated characters. Yeah. So that's happening as we speak right now. Um, he just sent us some stuff um, two days ago. So yeah, so we're, uh, we're, we're waiting to get more of that as far as for the presentation. You know, we've written, 10 episodes, but we're going to go in with like two good ones, you know, to probably do, um, Mich oh, Michelangelo artists like Michelangelo, Monet. That's what I'm at. So it's like, it's, so it's educational. Oh, that's too. what it is. Like, it's a, you know, awesome. she's a, she's an she's a kid's educator. She's been a, my partner oh, wow. a kid's educator for 20 something years. So it was, she came to nice. me to, she brought me in to write with her, on, you know, to write it. And I, and not just this, we ended up not just writing the songs together. We ended up writing the scripts together, and the scripts are you know, hilarious. I, I never knew I could even do that, but you know, she has a better. She she kind of reels me in a little bit because she, you know, mm -hmm. when I say like, okay, well, we're sitting at a bar and I have a smoke and a cigarette. She goes, nah, maybe not. Let's reel that one back. But you know what? You're super diverse because, like, don't you have like two Emmy awards? For working on, I you used know, to write two, music um, for. Yes, I used to score um, soap operas. One life to live and as the world. One life to live. That was my soap was too. Oh. Yes, right. Vicky and you yes. Know what I like so much is that everybody. It's really only soap operas that people use the phrase. That was my show. My grandma introduced they me to it, but other shows. it's stuck. But people, I mean, my friend Marilyn's got like I remember she thought that was my show. They don't <laughs> say that about like you know Sanford and Sons or Match Game. <laughs> For some reason, that no, was they my, don't. That's my show. 
and it's all about or, yes. or, or, or that's my story. Those are my stories. <laughs> yes, it was stories. supposed to call the story. Yes. yes, yes. I remember Whitney being on a uh, with Jermaine Jackson on As the World Turns, like they sang. Right, and we did a actually that was one of those pre pre tour times when I was working with her and um, music directing, and we did a show with we did a they did a song together. They had cut a, a track mm -hmm. together. And um, we did a show at the line, a club called the Limelight, which is an old church, which was a big, uh, big party place for a long time. But that's what we played with Jermaine yeah. Jackson early, 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 early. And and I was a big fan of uh, Silver Spoons back in the day. So when she was on there um, with uh, Dexter's dad, remember she was no. she was like his girlfriend for a second. I, you were you you were there. I was there. You weren't there for that? Dexter? Do you remember Silver Spoon? I remember. No, no, no. Uh, he was a he was a character on the show. Who, Dexter? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, I remember. Wasn't it, wasn't it that, that white kid with the blonde hair? Yes! Well, He's crazy what, now, but we that? loved him back then. What's it? Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> Ricky I mean, he's crazy now, but back then he was great. I don't. I don't remember. And Alfonso Rivera was on there too. I just forgot. Huh? I didn't know that. I don't remember that she had done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that show, and I was like, Whitney Houston gonna be on here? Oh yes. Record. <laughs> awesome. Super awesome. super fan you are. Yes, super fan. And and because I was on that show called the word was called fanatic, I didn't want Whitney to associate me with that word, so I was like friend. <laughs> Right. Because if I ever saw her again, I didn't want her to be like, oh, it's the fanatic. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> There's my friend Quincy. Yes, I want so. And she would. She'd be like, hey, friend. Like, she would, she, you know, it worked. It worked. Yeah, that, time. Was great, that was a great interview that you did with her. I didn't even think it was an interview. To me, it was just like a moment to tell you how much I, because I had met her once before. And um, like, I bought this etching sketch because I was like, no, nah, that's not how I wanted to go. It was so quick that it was like, oh, hey, babies, how you doing? I was like, hey, I didn't get to tell her everything. So I manifested that. I prayed and I manifested that moment. So that I at least have five minutes. I didn't know it was going to be on TV or nothing what like that. What was the but... sketch thing? Oh, that's my metaphor for when I when I met her the first time, I did like an etching sketch and act like it didn't happen oh, because okay. I did. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> And I and I said, nah, gotta do that this again. didn't happen. We got to do that. We got to do, do over. Yeah, retake on that one. You know? Yeah, because I met her, but she didn't meet right. me. Yeah. Well, that's so great now, now, I got, now I got my picture with her on the wall forever. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Mm, it was a it was a moment in time. I'm so grateful. And then I got to see her two days before she passed. You did? Yeah, um, when she went to that Kelly Price Grammy party, uh -huh. um, I mean, she, I don't think she was gonna go, but she ended up going. And when she got there, I was like, Whitney Houston ain't, is not about to walk this little red carpet. Whitney Houston walked the red carpet, and uh, I'm gonna send you that clip. It's like only like nine or 10 seconds long. And I'm like, Whitney is me, it's me. 
And she's like, my friend. Oh, so send me that clip. I want to see it. Yes. And everybody, you know, Bobby, Christine, they was all had to stop while she embraced me and, and gave me so much love. And it was two days before she passed. So it was like a great gift from God that I got to, because who wouldn't want to hug her two days before she passed? I would exactly so i was very grateful i'm gonna send you that though so man this has been like the best do you so hear me that, like you. i have i have fanned out over your playing for so many oh, years so with, with it's the oh. truth you are so phenomenal at what you do and um you're so diverse so i'm glad you got to talk about your cooking show that you um still could potentially pitch yeah. and, and the and the kids thing and that you got two emmy awards like you're that's all not all i did though great. COVID. i got covid and i also i, I know how did you, january you have back surgery too my second one what? let's talk about it yeah <laughs> no but you had you you recovered from covid I thought I, I saw some interview where you said you was going to learn to be a contact tracer. Well, I was trying. I swear to God. I mean, that's one of the things I was trying to do. It's like there was nothing going on. There was nothing going on. Um, so I said, let me see if I can, you know, get a job as a contact tracer so that at least while I'm sitting around here, I can be doing something yeah. good for other people. <laughs> but I couldn't get right. arrested. They just wanted they just wanted medical people. I don't know why. I thought I was really qualified. Are you are you fully vaccinated oh, yeah. now? Oh yeah. Me too. I've been vaccinated we for a while. Good me for too. You. Congratulations. Me too. Yes. Yes. I, I looked so, at my I looked at my to... um, what is it what do they call it? The um Excel my Excelsior pass. Mm -hmm. Um my Excelsior pass and it says that it expires June twenty first or something. And I'm like, really? What does that mean? That I have to and wait, what's, a, what's, what's an a, Excelsior, what's Excelsior Pass? Excelsior, what's that? I'll show you what it is. Excelsior Pass is... Is that to travel? Yeah, that's why yeah, I, ha I have my information about my, uh, my vaccine on my phone. Any place where you have to show that you were vaccinated. Instead of having that little card. Yep, I did. What, how can I get that? How do you get that? Just go, I, I would say go online and just type in excelsior pass how do i get an excelsior pass yeah but but how you spell it <laughs> <laughs> well let me get out my dictionary no it's uh excelsior i think it is i was like is that an a or an e it's an e it's an x and a c okay e okay i'm good now i can google to help me with yeah, the rest sure will so yeah uh, you're, you're delightful and um and wonderful to talk to. Really? Oh, that that warms my heart. It's man, I, I can't tell you how excited I've been. The fans, I just really wanted them to see your face, hear I anything fans. about Whitney. Hi fans. Yes. I still hear, yes, I still and, hear from I, I hear from people all the time. It's it's amazing that it's so many years have passed since I started with her, since I finished with her. And uh, there's so many people that reach out and, you know, that, you know, us musicians as well as Whitney touched some people's lives too. So that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because, because greatness never expires. Uh, 
it doesn't it's timeless you are timeless what you did with whitney and so many others is timeless and uh thank you for sharing your gifts with the world and us thank you for uh thank you for asking me to share some of my gifts some of my stories yeah man it's been it's been beyond wonderful do you have a happy birthday uh sentiment to give to whitney to the universe happy, happy before we before we sign off happy heavenly birthday whitney um uh, you know i just i just miss her and i'm i'm you know i'm still i don't i can't cry like ray because i take antidepressants but um, <laughs> we don't want you to cry if you ain't feeling crying oh no i always feel crying don't. i just can't do it i just can't cry but sometimes i can't cry because i'm on antidepressants but um which means they're doing their job <laughs> okay um but yeah. uh you know i just I, 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 the whole scenario of what went down with, with her and what went down with her daughter, it's just, it's such a heartbreaking thing that we who loved her are still dealing with. You know, I mean, that was just, it's like one heartbreak after the next heartbreak. And, and it's just, uh, I wish she was here. I wish she was here. I wish I could go have a drink with her. She wasn't a big drinker. She didn't like to drink very much. She liked her beer. Yeah. I, I remember she didn't like, you know, I was always a kind of a vodka drinker, but she was a beer and champagne drinker. What kind of beer did she drink? I don't remember. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I mean, I'm a very detail oriented yeah, person, but. It was beer, girl. It was beer. I remember seeing green bottles. Okay. I only asked because they be asking me, what she smell like? What she drink? What she, I don't, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I know one thing is that like, those two are the only two women singers, she and her mom, that I ever came across that could eat on the way to stage. What? Now there is a, 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 a fun fact that we would have never oh, known. Oh my God. I mean, Sissy would be like, you know, She'd be finishing a chicken bone while she's walking to the stage. And I swear to God, I'm like, how can you do that? How can you do that? I can't do that. I mean, I, I sing and I sing professionally as well as play, but no. Yeah, I can't, I can't be eating food, you know, little salad. <laughs> so, Whitney be, so Whitney and Sissy be eating on their way to oh, the yeah. stage. I love it. I don't remember ever seeing Thanks. Whitney do it. I remember she eating in her being in her dressing room before the show and she's you know like within half hour anyway it's like girl you gotta stop eating <laughs> you got some saying you got some chirping to do <laughs> well for her to be so little they said she could eat she could she could put it away she could fuck her i mean yeah <laughs> it still be so little <laughs> yeah it's so little but um yeah, I, I just, you know, I all I can say is that I wish she was still with us. And, you know, I wish we could turn the clock back and rearrange a few things that went, went on. And, and those two beautiful souls would still be here with us, you know. Amen. 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 Well, I'm just happy that when she was here, she had people like you to be around and to play <laughs> That's with. That's really nice of you. Thank you so much for saying that. I had a, I had a yeah. ball with her. I had a ball with her. Yeah. I, you know, I, I have nothing. 
you know, I mean, the negative, anything negative, I have to say, I wouldn't say it now anyway, because, you know, she's not here to defend herself, so I wouldn't do that. But, you know, everybody knows, you know, everybody knows what everybody knows, you know. So it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't often pretty at the, you know, at the end. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, she's still a, a beautiful soul who lost her way, you know, lost her way. Yeah. Yeah, but that's why I created the uh, the fan documentary because I just wanted to focus on the love and the positive, the positivity, you know, because we all know the whole story, but I want to focus on the love because it seemed like that's what she had so much to give to others. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I did that interview for the for the film, and mm -hmm. I really, you know, it's like I felt that like they were trying to get some bad bad stories. They wanted me. To, they wanted some stories, and it was like. Not for me. Not gonna happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. I can, I can be real, but you know, when you're not here to defend yourself. Amen. Amen. And you got so much great stuff to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm blessed. You got so many great, you got so many great mem memories and moments that, shoot, times up by the time you finish saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Sissy was at my, I don't think Whitney came. Sissy was at my dad's funeral. She came to my dad's funeral. Wow. And she was, uh, wow. yeah, she was very sweet about it. We were family. We were like family. So. That's what it feels yeah. like. That's what it feels like. And that's why I wanted to talk to you because you were family to her. Yeah. Yeah. Man, thank you, Vet. Thank you, Vet Sussman, everybody. Vet Sussman. And before I go, did you ever have any injuries with your fingers or your wrist? Ever? Like, that's a lot of playing. Yes, I, I have. I had I had a trigger finger. I had to have that fixed. You know, a trigger finger is when your when your fingers stick. When you when your finger can't can't move, and they have to go in and they okay. snip something and and then it moves again and they sew it up and everything's fine. That was it. Wow. It. Okay. I have I have some issues that's now. Awesome. Um, I mean, I still play, but I have some issues, um, just okay. like the arthritis that sets in. Um, I had a fall um, a couple weeks ago that messed up my thumb, but I'm okay. I'm fine. Nothing's broken. You know. Amen. I just keep. I just keep Amen. doing whatever it is. I'll do it. Well, thank you, Ben. I'm gonna go online now and, and check out them cookie shows. All right. You do that. Yeah. You like them. Yes. And thank you so much again for um, allowing the fans to share in some of your memories. My pleasure. My yes. Pleasure. Thank you so Chelsea much. Bye-bye. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Wendy. Wendy.